0: It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sid and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod.
1: Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Sid. I'm Tay, and guess what? What? <gasps> you got yours! Wait, that was fast. Yeah, right. I got a, I got the last year's hat. We have a hat, and now we it have came in the merch. Mail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have merch, you guys. Oh, I should check mine. When did you? When did we do that? Like
1: last Tuesday? Um, I think so. I literally ordered it the morning after we put it on yeah. the site because I was desperate for a hat because so I love mine's- hats.
0: Me too, dude. Mine's probably like three days away from also arriving then because I did mine on Friday. That's so exciting. It looks really good.
1: It's so, I'm trying to put it into the the camera so you can actually see it, but it's like, it's so so bright. I really, really love it. I'm so excited. Yay. Um, I'll probably put it on social media somewhere so y'all can also see this, but yeah, I, I love it. It was it's such so a nice surprise cool. to come home to. <laughs>
0: oh, that's really exciting! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to be anyway. wearing this for the rest of the time, though. So. I love that. I simply love that. <laughs> um, my brain is yes. a problem, uh, uh-huh. so just bear with me this week, you guys. <laughs> hey. That's really all I have to say about it. It's it's being a problem this week, and yeah, um, I'm doing my best. <laughs> Thank you for understanding.
1: You are understanding. your best, and we're gonna best. get through this, and yeah, we can it's take gonna it as easy as we want. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fine, just, you know, bear with me. Okay,
1: what are you nostalgic for this week? Uh, themed birthday parties.
0: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> sorry, I took a sip of water right when you said that.
1: <laughs> That's okay. Um, one of my co-workers' daughters, she was telling me yesterday that she's- planning a hocus pocus theme party and it is like full on like going to antique places to get like old cauldrons and like books and just all this stuff and I was like you know what I miss themed birthday parties yeah it was
0: very much a thing that you had like as a child like very specific themes oh that's very sweet I love that
1: go out to party city get all your stuff (laughs) <laughs> Have it all be, like, one cohesive theme or just get really, uh, really into it. What about what about you? What are you nostalgic um, for? This is... I was... After
0: I literally just uh, looked at this and was like, oh, I think Sid said basically a similar thing last week, but uh, dance clubs. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said dancing at weddings. At some point, yes. I'm sure one of us is going to overlap with the things we're nostalgic for if we haven't already. Mm. But... um I just really miss, I haven't, I did it less like after I got out of college, but I really miss just like going to a bar or a club and just getting down, just dancing, (laughs) dancing real hard, getting a little drunk, dancing real hard. I haven't done it
1: in so long and I miss it so bad. It was such a nice vibe. Yeah. To just be able to go
0: out and do that and have fun. (laughs) I hope I get to do that again soon.
1: (laughs) Mm, that's pretty good i love anything okay. dancing
0: so yeah it's just fun to just you know you'll dance on it. i love it
1: you just just bop a little bit just do little a little step
0: bop a little two-step
1: <laughs> your shoulders might shimmy a little bit yeah. <laughs> you're just feeling the vibe baby just
0: feeling the vibes doing a little sway you know oh man anyway <laughs> you want to get into it i do okay <laughs>
1: Uh, All right, Uh, this is season two, episode six. The title is Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf? Uh, The episode aired October 28th, 1994. So you know what that means. It's about to get a little spooky in here. Um, (laughs) It's Halloween. (laughs) It's Halloween. Um, Okay, and then the synopsis is taking place on Halloween night. Mm -hmm. Instead of going to a party, Corey spends the evening at home because he believes he's going to turn himself into a werewolf. He's going to turn himself? That's I read that quite wrong. right. He believes he's going to turn into a werewolf. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I put a word in there that wasn't in there. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was IMDb because they're always so wild. Nope, it's just my brain. <laughs> okay, it's fair.
0: That's fair. This episode, can I just say, this episode is mm. so weird. I forget about it. Every time I watch the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's this weird Halloween filler that has no bearing on literally anything that they never talk about. That is so weird.
1: You know, every season of a TV show just has to have a filler episode or two, and this As soon as it started playing, I was like, this one's one of them. (laughs) This is
0: the filler. It's so extremely campy too. Like, Mm -hmm. the way that they shoot it and, like, I mean, literally, if you just want to watch an episode that you don't need any context for, this is probably a good one to watch because it's so random and has no bearing on anything. It's fun. Yeah. It's just silly. It's very silly.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's a good time. It just definitely didn't Yeah, it was just something I wasn't expecting, and then it just, it happened, and here we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: All right. Well,
0: getting into it. First scene, we're in the boys' bedroom. We get a rainy exterior shot of the house with very dramatic music and lightning and a slight, like, vignette filter. It's Halloween, and Corey, in voiceover, (laughs) is writing a letter with a feather quill, leaving a journal so that those who knew me can understand my terrible fate. Because apparently at precisely 9, 8 central, he is going to become a werewolf. He looks out the window as he hears a wolf howl. And Amy walks in to the room holding a single feather on like a rod. And it's like, Corey, what did you do to my duster? And he looks at the pile of feathers on his desk that he presumably used to make his feather quill and just howls at her in response. And Amy just turns around and leaves the room. And that's the
1: first scene. It's It just sets a weird town for it's the rest of this weird episode truly, so truly and he's being dramatic as hell <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: so dramatic the whole episode it's really funny it's like extremely campy but we have a good time uh second scene they're still in the bedroom bedroom uh cory is continuing in vo he's saying how the change is upon him when sean comes into the room and asks if he's ready for the party Corey brushes him off and sean's like come on guess who i'm going as he is dressed literally identical to Corey and has a bad curly wig on and says okay i'll give you a hit wow sean i wish i was as cool as you which is actually pretty <laughs> funny because that's basically what he said last week so that's like a nice little connection uh cory deadpans i'm sure i have no idea and sean's like i'm going as you pretty lifelike huh where's your costume and Corey's like, I'm not going. Sean looks really devastated at this phone. He's like, you have to go. And Corey's just looking out <laughs> a window pensively. He's like, no, I have to stay here, locked in my room where no one can see me. And Sean pulls his wig off and he's like, what about Topanga? She's meeting us here, remember? And Corey panics. He's like, no, I told her it wasn't safe. I can't be held responsible for my actions. Only evil will come from tonight. And Sean is very <laughs> amused. He's like, going to make your move, huh? And Corey says, if I do, it'll be on all fours. <laughs> and he's like, listen, I got to tell somebody. He like grabs Sean by the lapels and says, Sean, I am one of the undead creatures of the night. Sean says, Corey, you can't fool your best friend. Something is bothering you, isn't it? And Corey's like, listen, what I'm about to tell you is so bizarre. No one in their right mind would believe it. And Sean says that I'm your guy. <laughs> and Corey starts to spin this tale. We get a flashback to him taking the trash out earlier in the day, week. And Feeney is in his backyard telling him he shouldn't because a wolf has escaped from the Philadelphia Zoo and they believe it may be somewhere in the area. Corey's like, a wolf out here in the burbs? And Feeney says, yes, probably looking for better schools. <laughs> <laughs> and cory asks him why he's taking his garbage back inside and feeney says because wolves have a keen sense of smell and the trash would attract them Corey's like so your plan is to lure them into your living room feeney says scoff if you'd like but as acting head of the neighborhood
1: watch i have duly warned you and goes in his house of course feeney is the of like the acting head of the whole neighborhood watch I was like what doesn't that man do right <laughs> in his infinite free time as being principal of the school and also teaching a class, he heads the neighborhood watch. Give him another thing. He does not have enough. He also goes to the gym, apparently. All the time. Yeah.
0: In VO again, we hear Corey saying, that's when I heard the rustling, as in the flashback, a bush rustles behind him. He goes to check it out and is attacked by something he can't see. And then we flash back to the present with like a warpy shot of the moon. This episode is extremely camp. Um, Sean is doubtful. It was a wolf. And Corey's like, what else could it have been? Look at the bite. And he goes to look and he sees nothing. Says as much. And Corey's like, of course not. Everyone knows werewolf bites heal overnight. (laughs) Yeah, everyone. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Sean stands up and says, wow, then you're covered with them. So you're really turning into a werewolf. Corey says, well, I don't think so. I didn't think so until I woke up this morning. And then we flash back again to the boys' room earlier in the day. Corey in the bathroom says to Eric, what you're about to see may shock you. And Eric yells back, then put a towel on, which is very fun. Uh, (laughs) He steps out in a robe and says, okay, look. And Eric, equally dramatic, says, oh, my God, I don't see anything at all. And Corey yells, don't toy with me. It's all over me. I've got hair, huge amounts. And Eric's like, you're right. Where, and of course on my chin <laughs> on my chest and other places i don't see having hair on is really gonna help me and he says oh you're right look little wispy hairs congrats you're going through puberty at least that's one explanation and Corey says don't start with me i'm on edge and eric being a typical older brother is like it's just what you told me last night about being bitten by this wolf and Corey's like well i didn't get a good look at it i might not have been a wolf eric says so it certainly wasn't an ordinary wolf I don't know, buddy. I mean, one night you're bitten by a wolf. The next day you're the chia boy. (laughs) And he continues, (laughs) I don't want to alarm you, but I think you might be turning into. And then we get a musical flourish, a clap of thunder and some lightning and a quick zoom into Corey's worried face as Eric finishes a werewolf. And Corey's (laughs) like, come on, who's ever heard of a kid turning into a werewolf? And Eric says, oh, no one except the most widely read newspaper in America. Read this and hands him some unnamed paper. Corey reads the headline, Teenage Werewolf pro'ed by Scientists. Eric says, yep, kid was on a camping trip, got bit by something he didn't get a good look at. Kind of like you. And Corey's like, what happened to him? And Eric says, oh, nothing, nothing. He just turned into, and then we get the same Flourish Lightning Zoom combo. And Eric finishes, <laughs> a werewolf. And Corey's <laughs> like, this can't be true. And Eric says, oh, it's true. Jason's cousin met a guy at a party who knows the guy who saw the thing. They keep it in a secret steel-walled room in the Pentagon. Like this artist rendering, it's already killed six guards. Every full moon, they open this little window and feed it live rats. And Corey's like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. I'm not a werewolf, okay? I am not a werewolf. And Eric says, they say the first sign is denial. And Corey heads <laughs> back to the bathroom. And we hear Amy call up that she made him something special for breakfast. And Eric says, mm-mm, big steaming bowl of rats. And then Corey goes to the bathroom, and that's the end of the scene.
1: I love that Eric continuously plays up this whole thing. Like this mm-hmm. whole use the whole episode. It's great. It's typical sibling, but immediately buying ooh, into it. This episode especially like, there's so many flashbacks in this episode. Yeah. I had to like keep up for a minute about what this what the thread what the timeline actually was. was. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, when he's ac- when he's just telling Sean as opposed to if it was happening in real time. It's mm-hmm. it was a lot, but I digress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we go into the next scene. We're in the kitchen, still in flashback. Corey comes downstairs and just tries to leave out the back door, but Amy stops him. He's like, All right, I'm a hairy mess. Get out your Epilady and just do me. And he holds his arms out. Epilady, I had to Google, is a hair removal device. I assume oh. from the 90s. <laughs> I've literally never heard of it. Uh, Good for Amy's them. like, Yeah. <laughs> Amy's like, No, I was just going to say, Don't forget your lunch. And he shrugs and is like, it's okay. I'll kill something at school. And Alan, who has a massive amount of brandless cola sitting in front of him, says, I sense there's something on your mind. Corey says, well, it's just this math problem I'm working on. And starts a two werewolves leave a train station at X miles per hour question <laughs> that ends in, do werewolves exist? And Alan asks <laughs> if this is about the wolf that escaped from the zoo. Corey shrugs a little and is like, yeah, it could be. Alan says, Corey, werewolves don't exist. Relax. It's just a myth. As you get older, you'll learn how to separate myth from reality. And then he shakes one of the cola cans in front of him, looking disappointed when he doesn't hear anything. Corey's like, what are you doing? And he says, one of our soda distributors heard about this guy who robbed a jewelry store and made off with five diamond rings. And Amy... Amy finishes, and he hid those rings in five cans of soda. Thus, your father and other grown-ups who can separate myth from reality have been boosting soda sales. And Alan says, (laughs) "Alan says, three carat diamond,
1: babe." And Amy picks up a can and says, "I'm so thirsty," and starts shaking it. I was really concerned when they started the scene that they just weren't going to address this huge pallet of soda that's yeah. just on the table. Because, yeah. I mean, the rest of the episode is just weird enough that I mm-hmm. thought, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe don't he know just has said. these sodas. And then it turned into this weird criminal version of Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. That's but, really funny. Like, diamond rings and cola?
0: Yeah, man. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> Imagine though if he just God. That would be something that like a brand would do to be like, Ah, uh, yeah, some guy robbed and like how would he have gotten it in the cans? Did he I'd, so it doesn't make any just
1: sense? Just snuck into the distribution.
0: Literally <laughs> just started putting them in there. They'll never before catch they them. were sealed cans, yeah. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) man, We warp back to the present, and Corey says, it's more than just hair. I've got strange new urges, he's telling Sean. He tells him about how a violent scene from The Untouchables didn't make him feel like it used to, and instead, he's wondering how cold the water on Baywatch is. Sean is incredibly shook by this. He's like, whatever you got, you've got (laughs) it bad. Corey's like, yeah, I didn't know how bad until lunchtime when I had this strange craving for a snack, because uh, apparently- Frozen yogurt is an extremely strange craving. Uh, so we warp back to the past with Corey going into Frank's house of yogurt and some occult. It's <laughs> side. He asks the counter guy for special flavors who describes three. They're all Halloween themed. And Corey asks for a mix of blood and guts. And then he hears a radio talking about the escaped wolf and people crank calling the police about it while it slow zooms on his face again. And to the yogurt guy, who I'm, I'm assuming is Frank, I think he's Frank, um, I'm going to call him Frank, he says, werewolves, isn't that silly? The guy just looks at him and does not react at all, and Corey repeats, isn't it? <laughs> and Frank says, there are things, and there are things, and slowly puts the yogurt down. Corey says, you mean there are things such as werewolves? And Frank says, there are places where such things are revealed for $5 complete. I don't know what this accent is, but I'm not really, I'm just doing kind of a spooky voice because that's basically what he's doing. I wrote
1: down like, yeah, like Dracula. Yeah, it feels dracula (laughs) Is kind of what I wrote down. (laughs) Yeah, the idea that Corey at lunchtime, in seventh grade, thinks- In seventh grade? (laughs) I'm, I can leave the school- (laughs) And go out and just get some ice cream. I couldn't leave my school until a junior, senior year of high school. Um, I couldn't leave in high school. See, I this, this whole thing is wild. Like, I, in middle school, cannot imagine for the life of me just leaving no. in the middle of the day. <laughs> just because I felt like it. Absolutely wild. I wanted a snack. <laughs> go get one of the fruits out of the damn vending machine that they have, like. <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
0: um so Corey frantically hands him five dollars and then frank leads him into the back room and there's a woman sitting at a table licking a full froyo cone which she seemingly throws on the floor maybe there's a trash can there we don't see and it he's just going frank into inter- the back room with them <laughs> yeah this magical this is so many things wrong frank introduces her as his aunt Madame uspenskaya mistress of the occult i'm mostly just going to be calling her madam because that is a Mouthful of a last name. Um, to her, he says, "Madam, I bring you a boy whose soul is heavy with pain." And she asks if he's paid, and he gives her the five dollars that Corey gave him. And she says, "Come to me, werewolf boy." <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Corey sits down at the table and is like, "How did you know?" And she says, "I know many things. I know you were bitten by a wolf and that you are now becoming a wolf." And he's like, "That's amazing." She says, "And I know you were recently divorced." <laughs> He's like, what? And she says, you're not Billy Joel? He's like, no. And she's like, well, then you're just a wolf. (laughs) That was the most random line. (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) Oh, God. He says, yeah, but people turning into wolves, that doesn't happen. It's just one of those myths. And she says, myth? Ha, ha, ha. I only deal in truth. And then she shakes a soda can at him and asks if he hears anything. And he's like, no.
1: And she's like, shoot. <laughs> Which, by the way, that laugh, as soon as she did it, I immediately knew it and placed it with um, A Bug's Life, the Queen Anne. That's her.
2: Really? Yeah. I'd never no seen way. her in
1: person, but I immediately knew from the way that she laughed. I was like, yep, that's... Oh, that's so funny. That's her. Um, also, wow. there... So this episode is based on, like, a couple of different things as a parody. Um, okay. One of them being a 1941 movie called The Wolfman. You know, that fits. Um, sure. But uh, the lady, the, Madame... Uspenskaya. Uspenskaya is named after the actress Maria Uspenskaya, who played the gypsy woman in The Wolfman. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so they did, like, a fun oh, play here, but yeah. she's still... A little cuckoo. Just a <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she continues telling him so. She's like, All right, Wolfie, listen. Your body's about to go through many changes. You will develop the appetite of a wolf, a taste for things you've never eaten before. He's like, Please don't say head cheese. <laughs> and, and head cheese, which I also had to look up, is a cold cut terrine or meat jelly, often made with the flesh from the head of a calf or pig. The heck? How does Corey know, know that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's so wild. Uh, she continues, then the pentagram, the five-pointed star, will appear on your hand. And he says, is it going to itch? Because if it's wool, and she, he like keeps interrupting her, so she cuts him off. She's like, shut up. <laughs> there is more. But it's too horrible to mention. And he's like, what about for another five bucks? She takes it. She says, I feel chatty. And continues, <laughs> He says, there is a girl who cares for you, but when the madness of the wolf comes upon you, you will repay her love by killing her in a gruesome, evil manner. He says, I would never do that because there is no girl who cares for me. (laughs) She's like, go ahead. This is my favorite thing in the whole episode. She says, go ahead. Doubt someone who is licensed by the state. And we get like a whip (laughs) shot as she points to her license (laughs) on the wall. And it's so funny. (laughs) oh my god uh he starts to stand up and she he's like you know you're nutty i don't think i believe a thing you say she says i'm nutty you're 30 minutes late to your english class and he looks at his watch and goes oh it starts to leave and then she yells after him and your underpants are riding up your tuckus!" and he stops and turns to look at her and says that's amazing <laughs> and then he leaves pulling his underwear out of his tuckus. and madam picks up an old timey like the long 20s flapper cigarettes um, unlit because it's abc and says how does she do it it kind of laughs and that's the end of the
1: scene i do like madame o.
0: <laughs> yeah she's fun uh small transition so we'll call it a new scene we're in turner's class turner is teaching lord of the flies when Corey runs in and sits down turner's like matthews welcome you were 40 minutes late so we started without you hope you don't mind Corey's like, no, it's okay. What are we up to? Turner says, we just got to the part where the really cool but angry teacher gives a sweaty kid three days detention for being unbelievably late. Corey says, can I get a drink? <laughs> in response, <laughs> Turner just continues teaching. And Sean asks Corey where he was. And Cory tries to tell him, but he misunderstands. So he says, I'll write you a note. Turner catches him writing it and asks what he's writing. And Corey shoves the paper in his mouth. And Turner says, what you eating? And in VO, we hear Madam's voice saying, you will develop the appetite of a wolf, a taste for things you've never eaten before. (laughs) And looking nervous, he just takes the paper out of his mouth. The bell rings and Turner asks him to stay to talk. Corey goes and sits on Turner's desk, which I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Weird, weird and bold. Turner says, you show up way late. You're eating paper. And yet I think there might be something wrong. And Corey's like, sorry, I got some things on my mind. I don't think you'd understand. Turner says, oh, yeah, because I was never 13. So I wouldn't get anything you could possibly be going through. (laughs) Can I have my keys back? Which Corey had been playing with after he picked them up. None of this makes sense. It's just so we can have this next bit. Uh, He apologizes and goes to give them back. But he stops when he sees a Pentagon keychain in his hand. And he hears again in VO, Madam's voice saying, the side of the pentagram will appear in your hand. And in his head, he asks pentagon or pentagram? And she responds, same difference, <laughs> in his head. And he runs out screaming of class. He runs out of class screaming. And he nearly pulls directly into Topanga, who is back. Yay. And she looks so I know. Cute. I was like, this is the first episode in a few that we've seen
1: her. And that made me so happy.
0: Yeah, I think since the first or second one. It's been a while. Mm um he's he's like hello and she says "Corey, are you okay he says i think so feel my nose is it cold and she's like if something's wrong you can tell me it's not like i don't care about you and he hears again madam's final warning in his head and vo he grabs topanga and says listen you can't care for me okay if you do if you do only harm will come to you it'll never work out between the two of us she says "Corey." Get a grip. We're just going to a Halloween party. He says, yeah, that's how it starts. Then we get married, have kids, and I eat them. What kind of (laughs) family is that? Tobago just looks at him confused and is like, maybe you should take a nap before the party. And he says, farewell. Think of me as I was. And then he runs away. (laughs) He passes Feeney, who tells him not to run in the halls. We are not animals. And he stops at the top of the, like, two stairs at the back of the hall and just howls and continues to run away. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> just all around. Beanie's I- just
1: like, whatever, man. Yeah, I'm not- <laughs> Obviously, extremely weird, bizarre behavior from Corey. Yeah. I did love when he had the Pentagon just keychain and he's like, what is this? And it kind of, like, branded him um yeah just somehow it. but i also love that turner was like yeah i just got that from my trip to dc i was like who just gets went to washington just gets a pentagon <laughs> like
0: <laughs> keychain he, he's really into the pentagon and what it is they do
1: there which i think is just war it's yeah that's that's what they're known for so to go to dc <laughs> there's all of these actual like museums and everything that you could get yeah you know memorabilia. from it was like the pentagon, the pentagon is it
0: <laughs> this this one this is it
1: <laughs> the uh man the hell i cannot imagine doing any of this in school um so cory just has <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's all so ridiculous
1: oh uh, i do not i cannot relate to him <laughs> in these episodes <laughs> at all <laughs> this is unrelatable guys <laughs> i was very tame in comparison to him i guess <laughs> oh god um
0: so next scene, back in the present, Corey is telling Sean that everything that the madam predicted came true and only one part of the prophecy is left. I got a kill to pank <laughs> Sean says, what a drag. A girl finally likes you and you got an offer. You know, this could really hurt you socially. <laughs> and Corey says, what can I do? My paws are tied. Sean asks if anyone else knows and Corey says you're the only one. The only one. And then Eric comes in with a dog food and water bowl and sets it on the floor for Corey saying here's your supper. (laughs) Eric and Corey howl at each other and then Corey to Sean says he's family. And then he gets on the ground and eats the food out of the bowl.
1: (laughs) Um, And this is fine for him. I have to respect Eric's commitment to the bit because they've to my knowledge never had a dog. So he went out and got a dog food bowl i got a
0: dog bowl <laughs> it's
1: massive
0: so that he could do this bit
1: i love it i respect it
0: <laughs> good for him yeah it's fun it's really fun um sean says listen since you're going through this change can i have your autographed lenny dykstra ball and Corey's like not my ball sean says you don't need it you're a wolf he's like i could still fetch and he takes it out of his hand Sean's like, look, on the off chance that you're actually turning into a wolf, why don't we go down to the drugstore? If they've got something that can take a stash off my mother, they've got something for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Corey's like, you don't think I thought of that? Listen, after school, I went back to Madame Uspenskaya's, And then we get another flashback. He runs into the Madame's back room. He tells her everything she predicted came true. And she's like, no kidding. Mind if I use you for a reference? <laughs> and he's like, listen, I found out there's a girl who cares for me just like you said. She's like, have you killed her yet? And he says, no. And she's like, why not? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I know. You will not kill her until the moon is full. And he asks her when that is. And she says, according to USA Today, tonight at exactly <laughs> nine o'clock. <laughs> he's like, you got to help me. Isn't there an anecdote or something? She says, easy. Wear a garlic necklace and get back in your coffin. And he's like, I'm not a vampire. I'm a werewolf. She says, tomatoes, tomatoes, as long as you're not my son. He stands up. He's like, listen, you got to help me. She's like, OK, OK, sit. He does. And she says, good boy. <laughs> the only way to end the curse is to be shot through the heart by a silver bullet fired by one who loves you. And he says, couldn't I just start with some vitamin C and work my way up? She starts laughing really dramatically, which devolves into a cough. And then she calls for Frank to get her a cigarette and see <laughs> what the heck is this episode <laughs> it's, it's so weird it's just like the most dramatic and weirdest thing and it's it it's so wild it's literally just like a Halloween camp episode yeah um next scene we're in the Matthews kitchen Amy and Alan come home from the grocery store it seems like and Morgan is sitting at a table in a devil's costume and Amy says Morgan that costume is so you which Morgan loves uh Corey just lunges at the counter like where's my stuff my stuff where is it and amy's like oh yes your stuff that would be wolfsbane silver bullets gun oh the lady ahead of me took the last gun Corey <laughs> says fine mom is it too much to ask for that you would take a minute and maybe save my immortal soul i guess so but look you got morgan's gummy worms and he leaves the kitchen goes into the living room Morgan says, I'll share my worms with him. And a- and Alan is like, that's very sweet of you. And he kisses her on the head. And to Amy, he says, I'll take care of this. It's kind of a guy thing. And follows Corey into the living room. Amy, to Morgan, says, the crazy ones always are. And then we cut to Alan watching Corey run around the living room looking for something silver. He picks up a picture frame with the family's like photo in it and asks if he can melt it down. <laughs> and Alan's like, Corey, do you know what hormones are? And Corey's like, I could get five, six bullets out of this. And Alan says, do you know what raging hormones are? And Corey's like, yeah, it's one of those rides. Listen, dad, you love me, right? And Alan's (laughs) like, yes, I do. Where is this going? Corey says, I can't melt this down. I'm just being crazy. And then he hands it to him and says, here, throw this at my heart really, really hard. And then he takes a step back and like braces himself with his arms out. And Alan's like, you're going through some changes, aren't you? You know what those changes are? And Corey's like, seriously? No kidding? I'm a werewolf. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) (laughs) Alan hugs him and says, of course you are. And if you misbehave as a werewolf, I'd be happy to shoot you. But on the off chance you're turning into a man and not a wolf, this could just be the beginning of adulthood. Corey's like, Dad, I'm not becoming a man. I'm becoming man's best friend. (laughs) Listen, just put some paper on the floor and I'll get the hang of it alan says down boy and they sit down on the couch together he says remember when you were little and you used to watch me shave and you wanted to shave too so i gave you a razor without a blade and you put whipped cream on your face and you'd scrape it off maybe it's time i gave you a real razor it wouldn't have to be very sharp but i don't know how do you think you'll look with a beard and then he gets up presumably to go grab said razor uh Corey gets up to look at the mirror near the mantle Lightning strikes and his reflection warps into him looking like a werewolf and he screams and starts to run upstairs just as Alan is coming back down with the razor. He asks where he's going and Corey's like, it's happening, just like she said, <laughs> and howls again. And then we flash back to Corey writing the rest of his letter while Sean puts his stuff in a pillowcase to take, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think this is really fun because... They do that whole shot of him as a werewolf for exactly four seconds. Like it's like yeah. literally one shot of him looking like a werewolf where he screams and then we never see him like that again. So he put all of that practical makeup and effects on for that one shot is very funny. I
1: bet that makeup team had a ton of fun and then yeah. it was just barely utilized. <laughs> barely utilized. And I, just, I thought that was so funny.
0: So he's writing the letter. He says, "I hope you will all forgive me, for I cannot escape my destiny." Fondly, Corey A O. Matthews. Sean asks what AO stands for, and Corey's like, "Ah, ooh."
1: (laughs) That was, I think, one of the the lines that actually made me laugh out loud because I wasn't expecting it. So
0: silly. (laughs) Ah, ooh. He asks Sean what he's doing, and Sean's like, "I'm taking your running shoes. If you don't have four of a kind, there's really no point." And we hear Amy call up that Topanga is here and get a shot of a digital clock that says 8.58 p.m. Corey starts freaking out. He's like, promise me you'll keep Topanga away from me. Swear on your life that you'll do everything in your power to keep that poor, innocent girl from a terrible. And then Topanga shows up behind him to which he says, hi, Topanga. And Sean (laughs) says, I'll just leave you two alone. Have a good time. And then he howls and leaves. (laughs) Uh, Topanga says hi to Corey and he's like Topanga I warned you not and then he looks at her costume and he's like oh boy why'd you have to wear that which is (laughs) such a moment for him and she's like because of a damsel but not the distressed kind one that's buried together and in complete control of her own destiny
1: of course he says great
0: (laughs) yeah of course he says great look I think you're a terrific person. I like you a whole lot, and I never want to see you again. (laughs) She's like, Corey, I don't understand. He picks up the notebook he was writing in and hands it to her and says, it's all in here. If it's ever published, I'd like the royalties to go to the ASPCA. Now, out, out. And she protests. He's like, Topanga, I'm not like the other guys. I've got needs and desires, and I'm not sure I can control them. (laughs) (laughs) And then he looks out the window and says, the moon. And we get a, a shot of the full moon and then a zoom in on Corey and Madam again in VO repeating the full moon killing warning. Corey again tries to push Topanga out before it's too late. And then we get a shot of the digital clock again. It's now showing 9 p.m. And he says, it's too late with very dramatic music running. He turns back to Topanga and says, OK, look at me. Tell me what you see. And she's like, I see you. And he's like, no, you don't. You see hair and, and teeth and the beasts within me. And she grabs his shoulders and she's like, no, I see Corey, the same Corey I've known since I was three. And he's like, I'm not a wolf. I'm not a wolf. I'm not a wolf. <laughs> and then he and Topanga like share a look and he steps forward and kisses her and the lightning crashes again and they pull away and she's like, yes, you are. And he howls again. And that's the free which we in the episode. Okay.
1: I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I teared up at this moment. Um, which is funny. Did you really? I did. I like, (laughs) why? Well, that's so funny. Um, one, we haven't seen Topanga in a couple episodes, um, Mm -mm. in the past. So just seeing them together again, I was already like, when he kind of did the little, why'd you have to wear that? I was like, oh, he's into her. Like, that's really sweet. And then they just ended it with this whole thing that they haven't kissed in a very long time. So I was like, Mm -mm. "Ah." (laughs) uh, and just started like tearing up. (laughs) I can't describe it. I thought it was so sweet, but like so out of nowhere. Um It's out of nowhere and they never talk about it again. Which I assume because this is just such a, a throwaway episode. It's silly, yeah. Um but yeah, my my goodness. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it at the end.
0: It was very fun. Yeah. Um so the end credits, uh, they're in the backyard, Feeny and Corey again. And Corey notes he's pulling his trash he's putting his trash back outside. He's like, What about the wolf? Feeney says, Didn't you hear? He was in the zoo the whole time. <laughs> they found him in the aviary dining on a cockatoo. And Corey's like, He never escaped at all? Feeney says, Funny how rumors start, isn't it? And then he picks up an empty soda can out of the recycling bin that Corey's holding and shakes it and says, Drat. Well, good night, Mr. Matthews, <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> Corey's like, Wait, no wolf? Well, then what was. And then we hear the rustling in the bush again. He tries to coax whatever was in there out calls it Creature of the Night, Demon, Beast, and, like, it crawls out, and it's a rabbit. <laughs> he picks up a wild rabbit, presumably, and is like, I got all worked up over you. And then it just, like, growls menacingly, and he says, that's better, and he, like, puts it down and runs inside, and that's the end of the episode. Oh, man. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. This episode's so random. It's really fun. It's really fun. It's just very silly. Yes. Well, hmm this was a weird one. Yeah. What was the lesson saying? I mean,
1: you know, it's it's about hormones and going through yeah. the big life changes. I did think a side lesson or like the lesson that I kind of pulled away just besides the hormones that they're trying to say, hey, this happens out of this weird episode, <laughs> um, is it that it's easy to overthink things and think the worst in situations when you don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's Um, true because when you don't know like you've never experienced something before and then you just start thinking of every possible like thing and then you hear one thing and immediately just start going down that path that's happened to me before just with seemingly normal situations and so that Mm -hmm. that was the more explained version in my head that I got that just hormones are a thing you're gonna go through puberty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you prepubescent boy. It's happening now. Oh my God. Truly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And you know what? Every TV show does deserve a camp episode because I bet that they had a ton of fun with this one.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Like, it was so dramatic. Corey had so many, like, zoom ins on his face that he got to just have very dramatic looks at. I'm sure they had a ton of fun making this one. Yeah. Mm. Well. Hey, that's that's the end of the episode. We did it. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Whew. Um, podcast
0: over. Goodbye. <laughs> no. <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, if uh, you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. Uh, we share when the episodes are coming out, uh, fun memes, and we ask you what you are nostalgic for. Um, this week, I. Just kind of thought of something fun uh, about what was your favorite movie-going experience as a kid. Um, Ooh. We did get <gasps> a response. so I would, I'm excited to share mine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'd be interested to hear about yours, because I also have mine. Um, but yeah. we had got one from at Cal's Calzones, front of the pod. Front of the pod. Um, said, okay, so I wasn't like young, young, but in 2012, I went to the 12-hour Avengers movie marathon before the premiere of the first movie, and that was such an amazing experience oh for me. And I'm very jealous of you, <laughs>
0: I'm so jealous of that. I wanted to do that for the Infinity War one mm-hmm. when Infinity War came out. But I was like, first of all, this is so expensive. Second of all, it's like two days long. I don't know if I can do that. I don't have the time but, oh my
1: God. or the I bandwidth. Don't have the, I don't have the stamina, literally. <laughs> like, oh, but yeah, I, oh, that's so I'm jealous awesome. because that was at a time when not that many movies were out, but enough that you yeah. could have a marathon like that. And that is very fun.
0: Yeah. That is so cool. What was yours, really though? Curious. Mine mm-hmm. is probably when I went to see Spy Kids 3D the first time. Oh. <laughs> that's that's the – it, it's either – I really think it's that one because my, <laughs> my favorite movie of all time is Speed Racer. Oh. But when I saw that the first time – There was, like, a bunch of people there that I did not like. It was my – it was, like, my mom was still dating her ex-boyfriend after – like, her first boyfriend after my dad. And nobody liked him. He sucked. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not married to him. It's fine. But, like, he was with us on that trip. And so that was my favorite movie. But it was, like, ruined by that. But my favorite movie-going experience was definitely Spy Kids 3D because we couldn't find – like, it was – so popular that every showing was sold out yeah. and so the only showing that was available was like the garbage movie theater that was like down the street from my house um, and it was the one that like nobody liked to go to because it was so bad and but it was the only one that had <laughs> tickets available so we went and saw Spy Kids 3D and like the, the garbage movie theater um, with I think it was me, my mom, my sister and my like childhood best friend and uh, we had we had a blast because Spy Kids 3D is an absolutely buck, wild bonkers <laughs> movie um, with <laughs> so many random people. I love that movie so much. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's probably, when did that, like 2008, I think, is when that came out. So I,
1: yeah, it would have been like 14. Seeing 3D movies was such an experience. Like it felt so cool oh my God, to yeah. get the glasses.
0: It was, <laughs> well, because 3D then was when they were still red and blue. Right. And it just like messed with the dimensions, but it was still the coolest thing ever. Like I remember the 3D, the 3D movie, especially there's like a lot of things in that movie where there's like thing, like obviously because it's 3D, there's things like shooting out at the screen at you. And God, that was just, it was such, it's such a stupid, insane movie. And <laughs> I loved it so much when I was a kid. I still love it.
1: Robert Rodriguez um, was I'm gonna very into... Out. 3d movies now that i'm thinking about it because he also did shark boy and lava girl and that was also in 3 yes which was also (laughs) insane oh my god spy
0: kids 3d was 2003 why did i think it was 2008 i was so young
1: what the hell
0: it was 2003 so that would have been it was summer of 2003 wait i would have been going into the fourth grade
1: i was only eight when that movie came out there's no way yeah
0: July July twenty fifth two thousand three. Oh my god, that's actually crazy. I thought it was two thousand eight. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh no, this is so long ago. <laughs> that it's is that 20 is years actually ago. blowing my mind. Yeah, that's actually blowing my mind. I really did not think that movie was that old. Wow. Oh anyway, that was definitely mine. Was Spike? I really so now I must be like conflating two events because I was definitely not friends with my childhood best friend in 2003 so who did I go see that movie with maybe it was just me my mom and my sister um i don't know <laughs> anyway <laughs> what's
1: yours um mine would have to be okay so i I'm blessed with a November birthday, Um, and a lot of movies came out in November, which was super fun growing up because a lot of things came out for the holiday season. You could always plan and have just fun birthdays. And speaking of themed birthdays, like I said earlier, one movie that came out, and if you know me, you know I'm into SpongeBob. The SpongeBob movie came out, and it was near my birthday, and so my friends and I, my parents had rented out part of the theater, or at least got tickets. They, they didn't rent it out. They got a bunch of tickets for me and all my friends to go see it. And they made it a theme birthday where we had like little goodie bags that had the little like gummy Krabby Patties and like the Rice Krispie treats that had all the SpongeBob That's stuff. So and so we got to go see it. And it was like one of the best times ever because that came out on your birthday in 2004. There you go. That was that was the best birthday. <laughs> um, That's so cute. But that was, yeah, probably the best movie-going experience as a kid. I have more, like, because I love going to the movies. Um, mm-hmm. But as a kid, that was probably an all-time. Because also that movie is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that movie's great. Um, so, yeah, got- getting to see it in a theater. Also, <laughs> my nickname... Which this is really easy uh, because it's Sid, so it rhymes with squid. So my nickname growing up was Squid, and especially because of SpongeBob and Squidward, so everyone used to call me that. And in that movie, he pretty much like almost dies, quote unquote, like when he starts <laughs> going <laughs> when they try I to get about that. When, they, when they try to get the bucket on him to turn him evil, and I legitimately cried because <laughs> he was, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was you. <laughs> <laughs> um so little uh little nine-year-old me <laughs> having a crisis so in the theater because i thought that i was like well there he goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> imagine if they had killed squidward in the SpongeBob movie that would be insane oh my god
1: oh man but similar to you know spy kids just random things would just happen in those movies and you're like okay Let's have ins- ins- let's have a, so a minute-long, less-than-a-minute-long Elijah Wood cameo. Let's have Daniel Hasselhoff <laughs> or David Hasselhoff just David be Emma. the savior of them and they ride on his back. That's fine. What the I hell really is our like childhood?
0: <laughs> what was it? I don't know. I really love when you can watch a movie and like tell so obviously that the people who made this were having the most fun. They were like, none of this makes sense and it doesn't have to. And we we're having a blast. <laughs> like this is insane, and we also know that it, that it's crazy. Yeah. Like like the the Elijah Wood cameo is so funny because they spend the whole spa, like Spy Kids three looking for the guy, and then he comes out. It's Elijah Wood, and he gets like thrown against some rocks or something and immediately dies which he's like level nine million or something and immediately dies it's so funny which
1: is also really funny because lord of the rings came out in 2001 so he was like in the heyday <laughs> of lord of the rings and they were like hey you know yeah. what if what if he just know, did this fun. really fun cameo and he's like yeah i got it <laughs> and you could Absolutely. tell he walked in there with like such confidence it's just like hell you yeah yeah <laughs>
0: He had a blast. Sylvester Stallone is in that movie. Like, what is going on in Spy Kids 3D? He's the
1: toy maker. Oh, my
0: God. He's the toy maker. It's so... I really want to watch Spy Kids 3D now. Like, more than anything in the world. Uh,
1: Do you remember um, with Shark Boy and Lava Girl that they actually had... And this is, you know talking about genders and everything but do you remember they had like the shark boy and lava girl like different 3d glasses that you could get in the theaters because i remember yeah, that the pink
0: ones and the blue ones that yeah, was yeah.
1: such an experience to be like hell yeah <laughs> let's, <laughs> yes, let's get these
0: i i am lava girl <laughs> oh my god also strike point love girl another fantastically terrible movie. yeah also so speaking fun, of just so camp, terrible so things that
1: happen i mean when uh taylor Lauder just has this little song out of nowhere where he dances and yeah! does this little martial
0: arts <laughs> one of the lyrics in that song is dream a dream you little bleep and i can't i can't forever i will never get over it like they were like it rhymes with sleep we've got to make him do a fake swear it's hilarious <laughs> George Lopez plays like six <laughs> roles in that movie. <laughs> what's going on? Oh, it's so weird. Oh my god, that director—what was it, Robert Rodriguez? Robert Rodriguez. He,
1: he, you know him. You love him. Doing? <laughs> I hope he's. Driving, he was doing. Obviously. He did the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, didn't know. <he> really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. He's had oh a god. career. You know. <laughs> love that
0: for him. Love that for him. Simply love that for him. Oh. Uh, All right. Well. We have to stop now. <laughs> There's more. We didn't do most of the end. <laughs> oh, I have to do my stuff. I got so distracted. Uh, you can rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It really helps us out. Helps people find the show, um, and it is a nice thing to do for your Shark Boy and Lava Girl
1: obsessed <laughs> friends. You hear us talk more about these terrible campy movies back in. Back in our childhoods, that we all grew up so with, so good. They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> they really don't.
0: <laughs> they don't.
1: Got real they don't. Everything's a remake. For a there.
0: <laughs> Everything's a remake. Nothing's original anymore. Give me some more Spy Kids. They did make more Spy Kids. They weren't very good. They weren't even fun. Bad. They were just bad. Bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then they. They started making, yeah, never mind. Going off on a, a tangent. It's okay. <laughs> so many tangents at the end of this podcast. Um,
0: <laughs> if you want to find us individually, our personal socials are in our show socials. But you can also find me, twitch.tv slash itstaycrow, T-A-Y-Y-C-R-O. Come hang out. It's a fun time. Sometimes Sid is there playing Fall Guys with me. Sometimes I play Nostalgia Games. I'll probably be playing Back for Blood at some point in the near future because it's the, the big hot thing right now. And I got to hop on the train. So if you want to watch me be terrible at an FPS, come hang out on Twitch.
1: Hell yeah. I am on the TikTok at Susley. Um, have some fun.
0: <laughs> she does. <laughs> I'm really mad about the Matthew Morrison TikTok you posted <laughs>
1: <earlier>. <laughs> I'm mad that I had to think about it. So now everyone yeah, also had yeah. to think about it with me. She's man. like,
0: everyone must suffer with me. <laughs> I really, I,
1: Yeah. I remember talking about it. I thought about it and I was like, yep, this is going to become a thing that I make so everyone can get mad.
0: (laughs) I wish so badly that I could just forget Glee ever existed, (laughs) but the internet will not let me rest. It will not (laughs) let me rest. Like They're like, we're all going to continue to have this collective PTSD forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. We have to end the podcast now.
1: Yeah. Um so. thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. You can <laughs> I'm so sorry. I this keep is forgetting. So- I- this is the longest outro <laughs> It's the longest outro because <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting distracted.
0: And I-, I literally was like, We have to end the podcast now, totally forgetting that we still have to do scavengers. Thank um, you.
1: Oh my brain. Ooh, baby. Thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. You can check out other cool shows like Thanks for the lyrics of Fallout Boy Lyric Discussion Podcast you like that. Uh, And feels and variations on www.scavengersnetwork.com. You can also find our merch, which, again, I'm plugging because I'm wearing it, and I love it. Um, We have merch now. (laughs) But if you'd like our show and any of the other shows on the network, please consider backing us at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. For just $2 a month, you can get access to hours and hours of bonus content, and every donation helps support us and the network. So thank you. Thank you. All right, mm. I, now we're done. <laughs> now we're for real done. and so get out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you don't have to go home, but you have to get the
1: heck out of our podcast. You can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay you're you're sitting down probably and just listening to whatever so you can you can yeah, stay no right where done. you are. We'll leave.
0: we'll We'll go. You're right, absolutely we'll we'll go. you can stay um <laughs> un- until next time. You? You're Sid
1: just like it's always been.
0: What else do you need to know?
1: Goodbye, family. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, family. (laughs) How long were you planning that?
2: (laughs) The Scavengers Network.
1: Creator-driven.
2: Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promised not to kill my character, right? No promises. Oh, oh no. (laughs)